He has his own podcast. What is it, y'all? Get my shit together. Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast for Tuesday, September, 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 Septuagenarian, Septwink. For September 27, 2022, how have you been? I hope your week is off to a great start. I hope you had a fine weekend, and I hope you had uh, a lot of time with people that make you feel, that accept you as you are, okay? That's what I care about. You know that. I hope you had a great weekend. I did a bunch. I did a bunch. I did four comedy shows uh, over the weekend. Two of them... I had a blast on the other two. I did not really enjoy myself. And you know what the fucking problem was? It was me. That's right. It was me. You remember last week I was talking about how excited I was to be hosting those two showcase shows at the Laughing Skull Lounge on Friday night. Well, I hosted them and I didn't do a very good job. I... Never really connected with the audience. I never really got uh, momentum going. They they were what I like to refer to as like one act play laughs. Like ha 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 and close and scene. I never gained any traction and I feel like I set the shows up to be uh, shitty afterward. And you know what? They kind of were. Now, might you say that the other comics had something to do with that? You could, but I don't. What I think about is I could have done a better job both Friday at 8 and Friday at 10.30. I just never, never locked in. I, and I, I, I let down, I feel like I let down the side. I, feel, I mean, you, you know, people like this crowd, that crowd, that crowd was whatever tight. I was the host. I was there to do a job, to get people engaged, excited, to see a night of comedy, have some drinks, forget about their weeks, and... Did not do it either time. Now, I didn't bomb, but I never locked in with them either time. And, you know, I'm I'm in a place where I feel like if I'm not killing, I'm bombing. Because it's become binary for me, the feeling. If I don't hit it on all screws, if I am not super stoked with how it went, then then it just feels like, what the fuck, dude? I mean, of course I learn from it and uh, reflect and do I have maybe insights into why it didn't go well? You could say, well, I tried, this was too edgy up top or this was too loose up top or the first thing I said to the crowd at the 8 o'clock show was, wow, this guy in the front row looks like Kerry King from Slayer and like no person in the audience knew who that was because it was a band that formed in 1981 maybe something to do like that like hey what's up it's carrie king from slayer why don't we all go back in a time machine and listen to your podcast about solo king solo hanuman from two years ago well guess what i have a special treat for you or a not so special treat depending on how you look at it but at the end of today's podcast i am going to tack on that 14 or 15 minute whatever it is podcast solo king solo hanuman just because I thought of it, because it was from two years ago. This was in maybe one of the worst years in American history in recent memories. I think it's fair to say 2020, a lot of horrific shit happened in this country. 
hopefully it has it been a time of reflection and growth hopefully it's a time to you know some accounting has been, has taken place i remember you know when everyone sort of was against the police that year and they said oh we're going to hollywood is going to soul search and think about all of the pro police depictions and all these fucking tv shows that are all pro police and we're going to make some changes and lo and behold every tv show is about the cops anyway I recorded the podcast that I will tack on to the end of this one in October of 2020. So I was only like a month into the podcast. I'm sure it will be apparent. I'm sure it's not that fun and joy, and it's probably joyless. But what it'll enable you to do is see, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully how far the podcast has come in two years' time. Hopefully. Right? Hopefully. Let me know, by the way, if you're like, dude... It hasn't gotten any better, and you might as well just hang it up. I won't hang it up, but I would impre- I would appreciate your candor, because then I'll be able to talk about you. I also would uh, appreciate your candor, Ellen C., if you got in touch and let us know. The podcast is wondering how you are doing. I feel like it's been a few weeks, if not a month, since we've heard from you. Uh, you no obligation to get in touch, uh, but send us some sort of signal. Just to let us know, you know we're thinking of you. I was going to say just to let us know that everything's okay or you're okay. But that might not be the case. And I don't want you to not get in touch just because you don't feel 100%. I want you to know that the podcast uh, and its listeners care very much about you. And hope that you are fighting the good fight as we discussed. So, uh feel free to drop a line. If you are listening across the world, I realize that I don't spend much time on the uh, old stalwart countries that have been listening to this uh, since its inception. My Germans, you know how fond I am of you. Uh, But you could say lately I've been taken by the Saudis and the Argentines and the people from New Jersey. Anyway, you know how to reach the podcast. Yes, Smith at gmail.com. The thing about coming out and just not starting uh, sometimes I, you know maybe i was too cocky me i don't know i just i went out i thought i was going to do what i was going to do and i never really connected with them I never really connected with them on eight the ten thirty was a little bit better uh and it wasn't for a lack of you know trying i never gave up but uh i did want to tell the eight o'clock crowd that they sucked but that would have been terrible hosting because I'm the host and maybe I'm sucking. So I said, I've been mediocre, you've been terrific, or I've been okay. And then some guy in the back yelled out, you're doing great, or something like that. And I said, hey man, or my dad, or whatever, you know, don't show up after 30 years and lie to me in front of strangers. And that worked, and then people laughed at that. But anytime I'd slip into material, they're like, dude, just, you know, fuck off. Not quite like that, but that's the feeling, is 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 it feels like bombing if I'm not killing. So, very, uh, pretty disappointed, to be honest with you, because I wanted those shows to be barn burners, and they were anything but. However, so, you know, hey, look, this guy looks like Carrie King from Slayer. And there probably are like 15 more bearded, bald icons that the people in the audience would have known better. And, oh, by the way, Mr. Host... They can't see his face because he's sitting in the front row. So there's a bunch of rows in between the people in the back. It's just a dumb thing to start with, but 
you know, I shot my shot and I, I missed. On the other hand, the shows on Saturday were ridiculous. The 5 o'clock and the 8 o'clock. They were really, really fun. And I did the usual, uh, the privilege set where I go early on the 5 and then I come home, do, you know, how I do uh, dinner, bath or shower with the girl and then books and bedtime. And then I don't have to go back to the club because I'm going to go late on the second show. I don't have to be back down there till 9. So I really get like three hours in between my spots. It's nice. And when I go back, I'm usually, if not closing, close to closing. But the last couple times I've done it, I've closed out the 8 o'clock show, which means that I'm following some hitters. So I have to come strong and the crowd's hot. And it is just really, really a good time as Saturday Late was. Also, there was an, an event where some people got kicked out in the middle of the show. And as you've heard me say before, nothing unifies and sparks a crowd to great heights than uh, disruptive people uh, being exited from a show. So that was that would that helped as well. When I came back, actually, um, after yawn, what I was going to say before I paused the recording and yawned was. When I came back for the second show after the intermission to put my daughter to bed, I came back and Mel Mitchell was up and she was crushing. I mean, she's hilarious and you should follow her on TikTok and uh, Instagram because she's doing big things. But she was crushing and I was like, okay, here we go. And... Then some other people, like, she got off, and she's like, yeah, it was weird. Somebody just got kicked out, and then she just did her thing. And everybody that came after her was doing really well, and I was like, this is going to be fun. And, and you know, who went right before me and blew the roof off the place was your closing comic tonight at Limerick, Mr. Tevin the Mandelman Williams. He just crushed, and then, you know, you want to follow people that do really well. Because as I've said before, it inspires you or challenges you. Like, fucker, you better you better come strong here. And the room is also usually pretty energized, so they're ready. And and it's I kind of feel like if you're following somebody who does really well and you don't do well, then you somehow drop the ball because the crowd is lit. And as long as the room gets reset a little bit or the room, you know, still is not in that experience. Uh, not that the fucking host did me any favors by saying that was the greatest set I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The host is actually an out-of-towner, a guy from Denver who was also on Limerick tonight, Corey David. Um, he did a great job hosting on Saturday night. Anyway, you want to follow people who do really well because you want to feel like you have to, you can't let the crowd, you, you can't do, what's the way to say it? I want to follow people who kill because I want to be that good. And what? And I don't want to let the side down. I don't want to let the comics guild down, you know? Like, oh, you like that? Here's another one. Bam, 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 bam. That's why you want to be challenged. You want to, I don't want to say work for it, but like you, you better put in, you know, you better do your thing. And you also don't want to, or I don't want to let down the, the side. I don't want to let down the comics guild. 
So those two shows were great. Why don't I just tell you about Limerick? <laughs> Isn't that what you want to hear? Don't you want to hear about Limerick? And then I'll give you a, a, a podcast that took place in one of the worst years. Two, one month into the podcast origin. So you know it's going to be weak. And I don't, I'm going to be talking very hesitantly and haltingly probably. Uh, also keep in mind this was uh, four months, five months after... George Floyd and the summer of great unrest, and I had not been going anywhere. And so looking at a video was like exciting. That's probably all I did. My daughter was one and a half years old. And that was when I realized that Joseph Mengele, the angel of death, lived for like 35 years after he stepped down from his role at Auschwitz in World War II, which was just mind-boggling to me. So why don't I just, I'll tell you what, I'll just, I'll tell you about Limerick, and I will uh, leave you that little Slayer podcast to listen to, and then, because, Slayer, and then uh, you can, you know, I'll, I'll give you the time back, you can get caught up on past episodes. So Ellen C., I don't know if you're still on that long commute or not, but this one probably won't be 45 minutes long, so, uh, you know, you can get caught up on, on, and Ellen, you probably listen to most of them, but other people can get caught up on episodes they haven't listened to before. So who's going to be at Limerick tonight? Well, way too many people. I have overbooked it, but just because I want everybody to get up. So these two out-of-town comics were at the Laughing Skull the other night, Corey David from Denver, and then Bridget Callahan from Wilmington, North Carolina. I'm like, yeah, come on over to Limerick. I got spots for you even though Limerick was already overbooked. Whatever, we'll figure it out. It's Limerick. Last week was huge, huge reach, huge. Uh, So tonight, who's going to be on the show? Amy Brown, formerly Amy Gibbs Brown, is kicking off the show. What do you need? You need likable and you need laughable up front, and that is she. She is undefeated at Limerick, and uh, never does she go first, but I... I'm looking to her to go first because, not because, because I want her to start the show. She's going to be followed, though, by two people who are making their Limerick main stage debut or main show debut. There's <laughs> main stage as opposed to the uh, the uh, Dasani side stage. There is only one stage at Limerick Junction, and these, two com- these next two comics are making their m- main show debut. They are... Owen Hunt, and Arma Benoit. I believe it's pronounced Benoit. Pretty sure it's Benoit. And I'm thrilled for that. So Amy is going to be followed by Owen Hunt, who is going to be followed by Arma Benoit, who is going to be followed by my road partner, Paul Ollinger. Is that the guy that headlined Caroline's and he's going to be going fourth at Limerick? Yeah, I know. It's an upside-down world, but there we are. Paul Ollinger is going to be followed by Goofy Ledger, who's making his return to Limerick stage. I'm thrilled for that. And then after Goofy, I'm going to work in the two out-of-town comics. I'm going to have Bridget Callahan from Wilmington go up, and then Corey David from uh, Denver. And then we're going to close out with Brent Starr, who you, whose voice you hear first on this podcast, before mine. It's the What does that say about me, that the first voice you hear on my podcast is someone else's? introspect I mean it's already kind of 
egocentric that I just sit here and talk by myself. So it's not like I'm selling myself short by putting someone else's voice there. So maybe I shouldn't overthink it. Uh, anyway, Brent Starr is going to be on the show. And then uh, so too will, uh, closing it out, will be Tevin the Mando Man Williams. If you're curious about any of these comics, find them online. Amy Brown on Instagram. Amy Brown, Owen Hunt, Arma Benoit, Paul Ollinger, Bridget Callahan, Corey with a K, K O R E Y, David, Brent Starr, Tevin the Mando Man Williams. If you're in Atlanta this week, later this week, there is the Laughing Skull Festival. It's all over the city. You'll have a great time checking out those shows. And my wife is still sick. My wife, oh, and I'm, I still haven't drank. What do you make of that? Still pursuing the perfect sleep. Don't, I'm not going to get that 15 or 16 hour, whatever that one was that I got in Florida. What was that, 14? It was like 7 p.m. <laughs> that was sad. 7 p.m. until 9 a.m., something like that, or 6 p.m. until 9 a.m. It was like 14 or 15 hours of sleep. I'm not going to get that one. But uh, I still am like, I feel like the more I sleep, the more tired I get now. And I just must be waking up. <laughs> this is like brought to you by Metamucil and other aging shit. I feel like the more I sleep, the more tired I get, which means I must be waking up outside of the right part of the sleep cycle. But goddamn, am I sleeping like a rock. I'll tell you what. If you don't want to drink or you want to take a few weeks off from whatever your substance is or maybe it's sugar or whatever, whatever shit you put into your body, if you take a little time off from it, it seems, at least with alcohol for me, I sleep like a rock. It's in, I sleep like the dead. And my dreams are wild. I woke up last night at like 3 in the morning, 2 or 3 in the morning, Having no breathers, I was laughing so hard about my dream, and I, 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 I don't really remember what it was about. I know it was, I think it was a store like Walmart that was just selling stuff so fast, like it was like the impossible supply chain. It was just a, one of those nonsensical dreams, but I woke up cracking up. I never do that if I've had like booze. I wake up like all cotton mouthed and like oh, I got to get back to sleep. This sucks. But I work like these, <coughs> these, these clear-headed dreams are incredible. <laughs> like cracking up, and my wife's like, mm, "What is it?" Uh, anyway, I uh, I'm not on the wagon, but I just haven't had anything to drink since whenever that was Limerick. So a week. I'm I'm gonna get a timer and put post it on Instagram so everyone knows that I haven't had any booze. It's been exactly seven days, and I fuck around with my friends who are sober doing that because I'm thrilled for you and uh, proud of you. But most most of all, I'm happy for you that you said that doesn't work for me and you don't do it. And you know what? I love the streak. And if you're quitting something, don't backslide one night or two nights or take, you know, whatever. If you're quitting, you can and then you can just restart. So it's not the end of the world if you quit something and then you fuck up, you can just quit again. You don't have to beat yourself up about it. Um, but if you get the streak intact, I feel like it builds on itself. Like I've told you before, I've not smoked a cigarette in almost, I think, 20 years. 
And I like that better than that elegance of the 20 rather than 20 except for that one night in Las Vegas or 20 except for that time I was at the horse track, the racetrack, and it wasn't going well. Anyway, you, but, but at the same time, I'm just, I'm not an addiction counselor. I'm not a quitting anything counselor. I'm just thinking and, and letting you know if you say, I'm going to do that, like I'm going to go to the gym every day this week, or I'm going to quit smoking or quit drinking or whatever it is, if you don't hold yourself perfectly accountable on that and you slip up on one day, remember, you can be like the crowd of my 8 o'clock show on Friday night, and you can just close that act that scene in the play, and just restart the next day. So don't beat yourself up about it. There, that's a happy note. And now I'll leave you a podcast that I'm sure is dreadful, but hopefully demonstrates a little bit of progress. And next time, this will be this will be my commitment. Friday's podcast will actually have uh, some laughs in it. There will be some concentrated efforts at humor. At uh, humor, okay. That that's that's what I I, I promise you I will do is I will uh, make a concerted effort to make you laugh, okay? So anyway, have a great week and enjoy this podcast called Solo King, Solo Hanuman from one month into the podcast's existence in a different time, 2020. The pandemic was raging. I was not going out. I was confined to my home. My wife and I were in the house with the girl who was not going to any school or daycare anytime. Uh, it, we were just we were housebound, and five months after George Floyd, uh, and uh, I guess a full month before the the fall election of 2020, 2020 which led to where we are today in the country, or contributed to where we are today in the country. Anyway, that's where we were in twenty twenty two years ago. Enjoy the the wayback machine. <laughs> and come to Limerick with all these comics tonight, and I'll talk to you on Friday. Thanks. Bye. Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast. Today is Saturday, October 10th, 2020. I pledge to do at least 15 minutes while I have the opportunity, and by do, I mean talk into a microphone in my basement. A friend of mine sent me a video uh, and this, by the way, is uh, where playing for real high stakes in my life. I'm watching a video. He sent me a video of a man's thumb painted to look like Slayer guitarist Kerry King. <laughs> I think if you Google thumb Kerry King, you would see it. And then he just starts heshing out the thumb does to, I think, Angel of Death. And uh, I do then I learned I was it's pretty it's pretty funny. I like Slayer. I I love Carrie King the person. I like Carrie King more than I like Slayer. That's not true. I like them equally. I like the members of Red Hot Chili Peppers more than I like their music, but I like Carrie King and Slayer equally. And then, of course, I had to search the internet to see what the fuck is going on with Slayer lately. It turns out they broke up. They broke up last year. And I was like, oh my gosh, Slayer, that sucks. I can't believe. What? They were together for 38 years? Okay. <laughs> Maybe they're entitled to take a break. Or call it quits. So, Solo, as a friend of mine used to describe Slayer's music, Solo King, 
Solo Hanuman, Solo King, Solo Hanuman. Rest in peace, Jeff Hanuman. Rest in peace, Slayer. I saw them once with my friend, and I believe that night they played uh, Rain and Blood in full. They played the full record, and uh, we were, we were uh, as they say, over-served, but it was great, Slayer. I almost bought a $45 Slayer thong for my wife, but who might have been my girlfriend at the time, but I did not. Because I could not see straight. I looked on Carrie King's web Wikipedia. And it, in there it mentions his personal life, I think. And he's, he's got a daughter. And uh, he's been. it said he's been married a couple times. And then it said his current wife is. <laughs> which I guess the guy's been married twice. You're going to describe his current wife as his current wife. But. I think you'd be a little more optimistic about Carrie King and his ability to, I don't know, but there's nothing in there. There's nothing in there. I also looked up Angel of Death, or I looked, well, anyway, Joseph Mengele. Sounds like a fine fellow. But this is what's amazing. This guy was a Nazi doctor who did experiments on fucking kids. This is just horrific, the shit he did. And then when the war was over, he lived and he bounced to South America, Argentina, Paraguay, Uruguay, and he lived for another 35 years. Just like, no, oh, it's me, Mengele. What's up? I'm the Dr. Death of the... <laughs> Dude, his Wikipedia page has a section called After Auschwitz. <laughs> Auschwitz is not funny, but just like that after Auschwitz, like Paul McCartney after the Beatles was in Wings and then collaborated with Michael Jackson, made some solo records. Mengele, after his work at Auschwitz, he lived for 35 years and they were looking for him the whole time. That's when old people say, man, we used to be able to just go for a walk and nobody know where we are. Uh, literally, now you can't. You know, go. You can't. You can't even change rooms in your house without big data and big tech knowing where you are. Oh, just get okay. Fuck you. Fuck me also. But he lived for thirty-five more years, and you know how he died? Not by getting caught by a Nazi hunter, by Simon Wiesenthal or Mossad or anybody like that. He died swimming. How? If there's anything that should confirm how the world is not just a man who who performed horrific experience experiments experiments and i put that in air quotes on children just for the fuck of it to see what would happen and also because he did not like jews uh, it was just horrific that he did that. He died swimming 35 years later. 35 years later. A war criminal. Maybe um, the worst war criminal of all time. Mengele. Is that how you say it? Mengele. Joseph Mengele. I don't know how to say it. But he died. He had a stroke while swimming and died, which, you know, not a bad way to go, I suppose. But uh, that there's no justice in the world, man. 
And that's all I have. Maybe also, I did find this out, there's some Redditarians, I guess, who think that Slayer may have broken up over political differences, meaning that Carrie King, probably a Democrat, at least on the record for saying things against Donald J. Trump, just saying that he's a liar and you can't believe any word that comes out of his mouth, and the guitarist who replaced Jeff Hahnemann, uh, the guy from Exodus, he also said, uh, so I guess he was the Slayer guitarist until the demise of the band. Also outspoken about Trump being a, you know, a liar and a, a divisive character. But there's a suggestion that the guy in the middle playing the bass, Tom, I don't know how you say his last name, Araya, Araya, the guy with the long hair in the middle, the singer of Slayer. This hip, this is a good podcast for everybody. Just checking out Slayer, what's going on with them. Uh, they were only together for 38 years, so um, that he might have been a, a Trump guy, and that might have caused dissension. Who knows? That's I, I didn't read Reddit, but I saw a link to a link to a link to a link. Anyway, rest in peace, Slayer, and uh, rest in peace, Jeff Hahnemann, Solo King, Solo Hahnemann. That wasn't, well, y- y- listener, you'll have to tell me. Does it signal, it signals weakness if I say that was not interesting, right? That was not worth listening to. But maybe you're just stuck in traffic if you live in a state like Georgia that does not worry about the spread of coronavirus. And uh, you're like, I don't care, dude. You don't have to tell me that it's not going well or it wasn't funny. But the fact that Joseph Mengel has a section called After Auschwitz, like what do you, that's horrific. And he lived... 35 years after he died 1979 there are war criminals who are celebrated aren't like george bush right he probably responsible for oh give or take a million iraqi civilians just a million now i don't mean for this to be a political podcast but that war was a shit show ask anybody on any side of it, and they'll say it was a shit show and it was a waste of time. And if I'm wrong, how will I know? Because nobody listens to this and nobody's going to get in touch and tell me. But Bush now is celebrated for like sitting in a bathtub painting watercolors or finger painting for fucking all I know. But again, it's the power of comparison. Donald J. Trump makes Bush look like Churchill or somebody. But Bush was the biggest idiot And worse, he was self-righteous. He was like the non-smoker who went around telling... Because he partied, right? He did coke and, you know, whatever else. Good for him. Not everybody, but... But what Bush did that made him so hateful is not only was he fortunate son of a son of a son and would slouch... And this is why the military people... I don't get why why you don't shoot one of these Republican presidents. These guys slouching all over the podium. Bush would lean to his left on the podium like he's, you know, throwing fucking beer nuts with his left hand. And talking about like this with this fucking fake Texas accent. I'm pretty macho. I'm going to ruin a lot of people's families and send them over to Iraq. I don't have a problem with the military as an employer. If you just want to have our military all over the country in bases, sitting there, and the taxpayers just pay them, 
and they can have a life and raise their kids. I think that's fucking great. I don't have a problem with that. I really don't. I do have a problem with fucking guys like Bush and Rumsfeld and those other fucking assholes sending these poor guys off to die. And, and I said it. It's controversial, I know. But Bush would slouch over there like, hey, uh, you know, Saddam. Anyway, what, who cares? But the, the, the point of this was what? The point of this is I've lost the plot. I, try, I wanted to do 15 minutes because I knew that my wife and daughter had left the house to go get a McDonald's Diet Coke. It's the only purchase my wife makes at, at McDonald's is a Diet Coke for herself. And I knew they left. And I tried to do a podcast of various interests, and I didn't. Other than Bush probably a war criminal. I remember the UN said, don't go to war. And then the U.S. is like, well, fuck you. Why? What, and what came of that? What was the benefit to the United States of America? Uh, I guess, I don't know. I don't know. What was the benefit? What was the benefit to Iraq? Like that, like, see how woke I am? I say Iraq and Iran and Pakistan. I might have mentioned this before, but when I say Pakistan, I feel like I'm saying Los Angeles. And it sounds wanky. Like, yes, where do I have the guacamole? Bush was a fucking idiot. Cheney, evil. But compared to Donald J. Trump, the president of the United States of America, they look like, Bush looks like a state. Boris fucking Johnson, the mayor of uh, England. Mayor of England, though, whatever he is. Prime minister. With that Gary Busey hair. <laughs> he looks presidential relative to our boy. Who is so fucking brilliant. He's so brilliant in that the platform is any, if you disagree with me, I win, right? Because all of the people who worship him pride themselves on people who don't worship him getting upset by him, right? Ha ha, you mad, bro? Wear a mask. You can't make me wear a mask. The guy who allegedly killed bin Laden and then against the wishes of all the people he works with in the Navy SEALs wrote a book about it and spoke about it and said, I'm the guy and created a lot of resentment for the people around him. He got fucking banned from Delta for not wearing a mask. And he said, I'm not the bad guy. I killed the bad guy. Which, you know, was fucking a great way to think about it. I killed bin Laden. I should get carte blanche to do whatever the fuck I want for the rest of my life. I guess. I don't know. I mean, I saw an elderly woman collapse in the street, and I stopped traffic in all directions one time and helped her, and uh, then yelled at a guy who was honking at somebody because I was trying to put this woman in a good place. Do I get to do whatever the fuck I want? Was the woman's name Bin Laden, dude? No, it wasn't. The woman's name was not been. I don't know. It could have been. It was outside a liquor store. <laughs> yes, you kill Bin Laden, dude. Do whatever you want for the rest of your life. You know why? You kill Bin Laden. Very interesting. This is this is a disaster. But you know what? I'm still talking, and if anything, it's practice, and I won't post it. But maybe I will. Who knows? There's no humor.
be great if I would have looked down and it wasn't recording.